Joining us on the BetMGM Rewards Hotline is our guy, our friend, Mike Morgan of ESPN. Mike, thanks for joining the show this evening. How's your week been so far? How's your day been? Well, you know, I'm, I'm sweating out my uh, Akron Long Island parlay. So uh, <laughs> your, your your scoreboard updates got me uh, a, a little bit nervous. Me but, and uh, you both, Mike. Yeah, Long Island's a second half team. I think we all know that. So. <laughs> So let's just keep the faith, okay? Oh man, Mike, you know the Long Island doesn't wake up until they're down twenty-one nothing. So we shouldn't even be—we right. shouldn't be worried about what goes on. Um, let's talk about a game that's close to your heart tomorrow. You got Miami of Ohio taking on Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky is a sixteen and a half point favorite in the game. Kentucky's starting to be a pretty interesting team in the SEC. They continue to make upgrades, and in twenty twenty-one, you know they scored thirty-two, almost thirty-three points per game, averaging almost four hundred twenty-five yards of total offense. They're taking on Miami of Ohio. The Red Hawks bring back veteran quarterback Brett Gabbert. Uh, he had 26 touchdowns, 3,600 yards in 2021. How do you see this game shaking out? How should I bet it? Should I take the favorite, or do you think the Red Hawks can keep this thing close? Well, here's the interesting thing about that line. And by the way, Gabbert is is the younger brother of the, the Gabbert that played for Missouri and is now a backup for Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. So a little bit of lineage there. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's right. And then the the, the interesting thing uh, from what you guys focus on on your show, that, that line was about two and a half, three points higher before the news came out this week that Chris Rodriguez, the all-SEC tailback, is suspended for the opener. So uh, Kentucky, all of a sudden now, you're playing. You're not playing an FCS team. You're playing a MAC team that people are projected uh, to to play in the MAC championship game that has been to a bowl game something like four out of the last five or six years. So they're not going to be intimidated by the game itself. Kentucky very quietly two ten win seasons the last four years. Will Levis first round quarterback. So we got two really good quarterbacks going head to head. These are the kind of games that Kentucky for whatever reason, has kind of swept walked through the last couple of years. They, they are not flashy. They don't typically just put up a ton of points. So I think a lot of fans around here, it's supposed to be a sellout crowd uh, on Saturday, a, a lot of fans want to see not just a win, but they want style points. They want to see style points. They want to see Will Levis show out, and they don't want to have to sweat this thing out in the fourth quarter like they did so many games last year. Mike, talk to me about Kentucky just in terms of like the SEC. We know it's going to be Bama and Georgia's the top two teams in the conference, almost certainly. And then after that, when you look at who's going to be the third best team in the conference, some people are saying it's going to be A&M, some like Arkansas, some like Tennessee. Then there are others that like Kentucky. So what do you think of the Wildcats' chances of being that third team in the SEC this year after Bama and Georgia? See, that's your bet. Now, you you guys, you could probably track this down. So, like you said, everybody has Georgia in the east and Bama in the west. takes no skill to pick that. You're not going to get good odds picking it. Who is going to be the third best team? Or, for that matter, who's going to finish second in either one of those divisions? A&M would be the favorite in the west, but I'm not so sure about that. I think LSU could win the west. I think Mississippi State could win the west. I think both those teams are capable of surpassing A&M. In the Eastern Division, it, it, it's easy to forget, even though they beat Alabama, A&M finished fifth in the league. I mean, that's a disappointing, in the division rather, that's a disappointing losses last year. And in the Eastern Division, I'm telling you, take your pick. Kentucky, Tennessee, Carolina, and Florida. If Florida beats Utah, which I think might be the best game of the whole slate on Saturday, mm-hmm. now, we're, now we're actually thinking Florida might be the second-best team. If they lose, then everybody's going to be high on either Tennessee or this Kentucky team, 
who knows? I think both divisions after number one are pretty much up for grabs. We're joined now by Mike Morgan of ESPN. He's going to be calling Miami of Ohio, taking on Kentucky tomorrow. So make sure you tune into that. While you're listening to us, of course, we'll be watching Mike in his element. Try to win some money off of it as well. Mike, you brought up that Utah game uh, against Florida, and that is one that we are on the oh, fence about. We talked wait. about it yesterday, but this is the best game of the weekend. Uh, Florida's a three-point yeah. underdog. The total is 50 and a half. Just your thoughts of both teams from an offseason standpoint heading into this year, especially off of expectations that they may have or may have not lived up to last year. And how do you just see this game shaking out uh, at 7 o'clock on uh, the 3rd of September? Well, I, I tell you, if you just go on brand recognition, I'm sure there's a lot of people that, that love to gamble, and they saw that point spread and say, that must be upside down, right? Florida and the Swamp's got to be favored. Yeah, they just can't They just can't get a, a – a grip on the fact that Utah is truly that good. Mm. And it's a Utah team that lost by three points to Ohio State in the Rose Bowl last year. It's a Utah team that's a defending Pac-12 champion. They have a quarterback that some people believe is a, a high NFL prospect, and they're always good on the line of scrimmage under Kyle Whittingham. I actually think the line is where it should be. I think Utah's a better team. If this wasn't at the Swamp, there's no question that Utah would, would be the team to pick. But because it's in the Swamp, there's going to be a lot of emotions riding high under Billy Napier in year one, it's the intangibles that might have people picking Florida in that game. But I'm right there with you. I think it's the best game on the board. Look, Oregon is not going to be able to play with Georgia for four quarters. Notre Dame is not going to be able to play in their in their matchup. I, I just don't think that Notre Dame is, has got the horses, quite frankly, uh, to compete at that level right now. I mean, give it a few years, maybe. But, but not right now. So I think really Utah, Florida, and I would even throw in Arkansas, Cincinnati might be the two most competitive games of those quote-unquote premier big-name matchups on the board. Now, Mike, something in the Florida-Utah game is we have two quarterbacks that have been with the program that are coming back in Cam Rising and Anthony Richardson. But all across college football, we have so many new teams that are bringing in transfer quarterbacks. We're watching this West Virginia Pitt game right now. We have JT Daniels and Keaton Slovis playing their first game for these new teams. So I want you to tell me which quarterback are you most excited to watch with their new school this year? Uh, that's a great question. By the way, I, I think it's mandated that at least two teams at every conference have to start a former Southern Cal quarterback. <laughs> now an actual, Feels like an it. actual law. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it certainly does. Uh, look, I think, I think Jaden Daniels at LSU, they just announced he was going to be the guy. You know, he, he for a while there, he was electric at Arizona State. Then Arizona State has had all kinds of problems. Herm Edwards might be out of a job by season's end. So he goes to LSU, and LSU's coming off two bad years. But they're, they're still got a lot of talent. I, I think if he can just show what he did two, three years ago, Combined with that talent at Baton Rouge, they could have a heck of a year. I, I think they beat Florida State in the Dome in New Orleans, and I think Daniels could be one of the most intriguing transfers of the bunch. Mm. Mike, let's stay with LSU for a second. You already basically covered what I was going to ask you about their game against Florida State, them winning that one. But just how good do you think LSU can be this year? It's a huge year, of course, for Brian Kelly. And all the jokes aside that have been surrounding him as a coach, especially after his decision to leave and come to LSU, you know, you put those things aside, he is a hell of a football coach. So what do you think he does for that program? And, and just how high of a ceiling do you think this team can reach, especially with their first game being against Florida State here in a couple of days? 
I think the ceiling is second in the West. I really do. Uh, I think they could beat A&M. The talent is there. The thing they were lacking was discipline. There was a whole lot of checking out uh, by LSU players the last two years under Ed Orgeron. For whatever reason, a lot of those guys just said, I don't feel like playing. But if I do play, I'm not going to play hard. And if I do play hard, I'm not going to play smart. And that's just that Brian Kelly, he's not going to put up with that. (laughs) So Brian Kelly right away offers stability. Uh, he's got good coaches around him everywhere he's gone. He's been a winner. And before you know it, LSU will be an, an automatic for about 10 wins a year. And they'll be playing for a national title probably within three, four years. That's that to me, that's what LSU is, is wired to do with the right coach. And I think Brian Kelly was the, the right coach, uh, the fake Southern accent aside, <laughs> I do think it'll be a good fit. Mike, I saw a great stat today that not many people realize the last three coaches at LSU, Saban, Les Miles, and Ed Orgeron, have all won national titles. So it hasn't been smooth at times, but that is obviously a job with big expectations. Two marquee games of the weekend, obviously, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Georgia, and Oregon. Those are going to be the two games garnering a lot of attention. Big underdogs, Notre Dame against the Buckeyes and Oregon against Georgia. Which game would surprise you more if there was an upset? Would you be more shocked by Oregon knocking off Georgia or Notre Dame knocking off Ohio State? Tough question and a good one. I I, I don't think, uh, to me, Ohio State is the most talented team in the country. I I think they waxed Notre Dame. I, I think come fourth quarter, Notre Dame's only hope is to kind of muck it up and make it ugly and make it low scoring. But I, I'd be stunned if Notre Dame, if, if, it, if we just went on personnel and we didn't go on uniforms and tradition, then Ohio State, everybody would be convinced, and obviously Vegas is, it's a high number, that this would not even be that close of a game. I do think because Georgia lost so much, uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, and Dan Lanning, of course, knows that as well as anybody because he coached that side of the ball, uh, I think that could be at least closer. I don't think they, I don't think Georgia loses, but, but I think that would be the, the easier of the two to predict an upset. If you were, if you were going to go that route, Mike, thank you so much for joining the show. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Thank you, Mike guys. Enjoyed it. Appreciate it. That's our guy, Mike Morgan joining us on the bet MGM rewards hotline. Every time you make a wager at bet MGM, you earn bet MGM rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk free tokens or, Converted to MGM Rewards points that can be used towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. Love our guy Mike Morgan for stopping by. Sounds like he was having some fun, too, wherever man. he is sweating out that game. He that was, that was awesome. I, Q, love I loved talking to him, man. love talking to him. I like the Jaden Daniels call, too, for the yeah. quarterback in a new place. I was expecting maybe Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. or I was expecting maybe Bo Nix at Oregon. You something Slovis? like Slovis? J- Slovis. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. But, man, the Jaden Daniels call, he's right. There was a lot of expectation with him at ASU last year, and it just didn't live up to it. But in the right fit in Louisiana with all those athletes that are going to be around him at LSU, that could be a, that could be a nice little match there for Daniels. I was waiting all offseason for just the right person to talk me into LSU and why I should believe that Brian Kelly is going to go there and do everything that he says he will do in a corny fashion. And that one guy, to talk me into it was Mike Morgan. There you go.